Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, have a holly jolly Christmas, brother. Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. So before we get started, have we figured out who's got the ho-ho-ho? Was it Santa Claus or <laughs> the Jolly Green Giant? last week. I know. That's so last week, brother. <laughs> Did we, we decide to a it decision, was, It was Grandpa Claus. Santa Claus, of course, brother. Of course. Uh, at least I'm, now. I'm joking, yeah, so, as well. Yes. Before we get started is not really the way you start a program. It's like as we're getting started, <laughs> can I tell my my Christmas joke? Um, you know, what does Christmas and cats on the beach have in common? You know, they both have sandy claws. Right. So, right. you know, well, whatever. Well, we can all yeah. tell bad well, okay. Uh, I have jokes. one more for you in our audience. This is very important um, yes. to, to pose the question. Now, there have been some dramatically really bad trades in history. Okay, uh, whether it be um, you know um, the first one that comes to mind is during the Obama administration, where he traded Bo Bergdahl, you know, a deserter, right, for four known terrorist um, operatives that were held in Guantanamo Guantanamo Bay, right? So you had four leaders of Al-Qaeda, basically, um, that were released in exchange for a guy that walked away from his troops. Basically wandered off to go defect. Exactly, right? So that's a bad You can't defect, though, because you're you're an American. American, right? American. So that's a bad trade. Um, Just a couple days ago, the Biden administration... Made a trade for Griner the, the Winer. Yeah, the Griner the Winer, the WNBA player, um, for a weapons dealer that we had in prison here, a Russian merchant weapons dealer. of death. They call yeah, them. merchant yes. of death. So this is. <sighs> it seems like the minor leagues compared to Obama's deal, but it seems to be insane. The same line, right? Exchanging people it's, that it's almost like investing in FTX, brother. Well, there we go, right? So, so then that's a the that's third. a common thing. Didn't the uh, didn't the uh, solar panel company that the government heavily invested in go under as well, brother? Yeah, and they made yes. a lot of they made a lot of donations to Democrats. They certainly it's did. a money laundering scheme. I don't know. Uh, maybe the Russian. Maybe we got some Russian fertilizer or oil out of the deal because I mean, who cares about her? She hated America anyway. Like you hate America, go live, go live in a gulag. Bergdahl didn't like America. Left the you know left. Um, Griner didn't like America. Bet, you know, now exchanging that, for now America's everybody's enemies. wondering is is she going to stand for the anthem now? I, why would she? She's well, because a, now we got her back. I mean, the yeah. country she hates actually came to her. I mean, it's easy to hate America until you've been somewhere else. You yeah. know, when you've been to a third world country, I've been to a couple of third world countries. You come back home, you go. Yeah, this is better. I like right. heat. I like right. electricity. Like you know, I like food. And and before I finish, that the last trade we have to talk about that you have to tell me which one's the worst one of all is that since you're not really a huge football fan, but a lot of our listeners are, this trade that Denver made with Seattle is not looking very good for them. 
$250 million um, to Seattle and all of their first round draft choices uh, for Russell Wilson. I think the, I'm not sure which is the worst of all, but uh, that's pretty bad too. So if I had a 69 fastback Mach 1 Mustang. Okay. And you had a 73 Ford Pinto and I yes. wanted to trade you. You'd do it. In a heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although today that Pinto's probably worth a fortune, brother, because have you seen a Pinto lately? I have not. But, but I uh, bet you've seen a 69 Mustang lately. I have. You're yes. right. That's true. So uh, obviously one car was built a little better <laughs> than the other one. Those Pintos were like, I had one. I had a 73 Ford Pinto. Dude, It the battery exploded when I was on my way out of Portland one day going up the hills. And it just... The Isn't battery. that the one so that it was also... overcharging? Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking, I hope the gas tank doesn't go next. Right? <laughs> that was the worst car I ever had, brother. So, yeah, I did wow. the Mustang. So, bad trades, um, it's, what, it's what Democrats do. Mm-hmm. You know, if if we were going to, like, trade them for something, we should have gave him, like, a hundred bucks. We'll give you like a hundred dollars for right, right. And even that's high because I'm really <laughs> seventy five max. And I actually, I'd be like, I'll pay you a hundred dollars a keeper. You know, I mean, why do you? Why do we want to? Unless yeah, okay. you like, unless you like, and, totally repented and said, I'm sorry. America's great. I love. Right. I hate this other thing. Is not good. I'd be like, yeah. And the the reason in America talk, you can go you can can go places with a hash pipe, or right, right, what she had or right. vaping certain states, whatever, yeah, yeah, um, it's still illegal federally. Yeah, but, but even if you got busted, they 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 don't put you in jail for like nine years. No, they no. put you in jail for like nine minutes, right? Or if at all. But uh, related to this story, it's why I brought it up. It's why I wanted to address it because it's ridiculous, right? The idea that they would trade, first of all. Um, the level of criminal that we have behind bars, the you know the the, the uh, weapons dealer, just like in the Bo Bergdahl thing, where these people went back to fighting against American soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan over there. Yeah, it was um, a lot easier to drone them there. It, it's Wisconsin. crazy, right? Well, a football player, a, a national football player, um, tweeted, simply tweeted, saying, "Are you kidding me? We're bringing her home, and we didn't bring home." The soldier, right? There's a guy, apparently an American soldier that's over there in Russian prison um, that's been there about nine years. And um, um, they were trying to get him home as well. Apparently, they couldn't get that done. So, But they chose to bring home the basketball. So he tweeted, and the woke mob came down on him like a ton of bricks, of course. Then he goes out and apologizes, doesn't understand the situation, and the Biden administration did what they could. It's like... Wow. I mean, if you're looking at a prisoner exchange or this um, um, arms dealer, if you will, that may be beneficial to Putin uh, in release, and we're getting a WNBA basketball player in exchange, I think that's a, a lopsided trade. You should at least got the, the military guy and the basketball player. Dan. Are you done? No, it's like a position of strength, right? And <laughs> I was hoping 
I was hoping that we were going to talk about the Marty McClendon artificial tree farm today because that's way more exciting (laughs) to me. I mean, I am, I never cease to be amazed. She's sort of a, you know, she's a celebrity, right? She isn't she like gay and all that. And, Uh and, uh, you know, so she's, you know, obviously way more woke than, than a a soldier that was like doing his job or whatever, or Mm -hmm. not even doing his job. I think they just grabbed the guy, right? It wasn't. Yeah. It was apparently some bogus charges again, very similar in some cases where she admitted behind bars. She confessed in court, open court. I'm sorry. I did it. You're right. And there, and you don't in America, they, they like, okay, she admitted it. She can, you know, we, she, she thought she thinks the whole world's America, except for America's bad and the whole world's good. No, she found out the whole world ain't America. Right. And when you say I did it and I'm sorry in America, the judge goes, you know, okay, 30 days or what, you know, commuted for their, uh, do some community service or something like that in Russia. They go, ah, you admitted it. Now we're really going to pour on the punishment. <laughs> You know, you just not guilty. That wasn't mine. It belonged to the, you know, the fat, ugly, heterosexual guy sitting next to me or whatever. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, in Washington State, you can just say these weren't my pants and, yeah. and it holds water. So there you go. <laughs> well, these actually aren't my pants. They belong. You're to wearing somebody named, else's pants. Yeah, there's right. another name on it. It's a guy named Levi. I can't. I right. I can't. So find whatever they dude, find so in your pockets doesn't count it's in Washington mine. State. Not even mine. <laughs> They're not going to find anything in my pocket that isn't, you know, legitimately like definitely so, a guitar pick. I always got a guitar pick on me. Don't know why, because I don't have a guitar on me, but you know. So we, the, in between Obama and Biden, we had Trump and hopefully having Trump again in, in the future um, or whatever happens in the next two years. Um, I don't remember. I know that Trump had negotiated the peace treaties, four different ones in the Middle East. I know that he uh, held um, China uh, with sanctions. I know that he was a very tough negotiator. He actually got Mexico to work with us to put um, whole military holding immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants on their side to be processed. Um, there was a lot of gain. I don't remember any prisoner exchanges under his uh, watch, but I have to figure that if he was negotiating um, to release um, people, whether in Obama's case, uh, for known terrorists or uh, an arms dealer, he would get more for it, don't you think? You know, it's the yard of the deal. Yeah. He they, would have actually got them to pull out of Ukraine. <laughs> it would have been, you know, move back to the 1914 borders, mm-hmm. uh, something, you know, there would have been something way better. But, what you I'm know, that's the heart of say, the deal. You're right, yeah. man. Instead you are a business, you're a businessman, you're a pastor, you're, um, I guess I get, you're a candidate and have been a candidate. Um, you're a leader in, in the community, all those things you understand from our listeners point of view that, that, um, Ronald Reagan peace through strength, um, Trump believed in this as well. When we negotiate, whether it be real estate or foreign policy from a position of strength where America is energy independent, where America's economy is roaring and, and kicking China's butt, where America's military is the best in the world, we have a lot more power when it comes to the negotiation table to make demands. When the flip side, two years later, when we're energy dependent on foreign countries that don't like us, when we have inflation, we have a struggling economy, when we have open borders, when we have a military that's trying to be wokeized. Um, we we deal from a position of weakness. 
And so that's where we're at, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a president that hates America. So, yeah. um, and he, you know, art of the steel versus art of the deal. So if you steal that's the good. presidency, you get to do whatever you want. Um, Nancy Pelosi's house just passed an $858 billion defense funding bill uh, with they've terminated the, the military vaccine mandate though. So they, they did that. So now <clears throat> officially our budget, our military budget is almost what we give to Ukraine for their military <laughs> budget now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's almost tongue cheek sarcasm, but yeah, exactly right. Um, this is in addition to what the Senate is voting on to send what, what we, yeah, we've literally given Ukraine double Russia's annual military budget just handed out. So that's yeah. what you get when you, you know, now Tucker Carlson lately has been saying <clears throat> that China has the world's biggest economy. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think that's true. I don't think they did actually pass us even, even in all of the the stuff that they're doing to us. I think we still have the strongest economy. So um, I don't know where he's getting his, his information, but you know, I still think <clears throat> it's just odd that we're giving all this money to them this guy isn't, he's not, it's not a democracy. He, he jails his opponents. He shut down, shuts down opposition, you know, TV stations and newspapers and stuff. And this, this Zelensky guy, he's not, he's not John Kennedy. You know, he's not no, Abraham he's not. Lincoln. Yes. He's not FDR. Um, he's not even FDR. We, and FDR was pretty bad. We know that um, for decades now that, the oligarchs and other um, leaders, basically um, people that have a lot of money and power in Ukraine are corrupt. There's lots of corruption there. We know that the Bidens are tied to it. Hunter Biden's tied Hunter, to it. Hunter Biden, yeah. But even even before that, we knew that there's there's corruption. Our friends will say there's corruption there. We, we know it's got some, definitely got some issues there. Um, but I was thinking about this the other day. I'm glad you brought this up about Zelensky, right? Zelensky was on the phone call with President Trump, right? The whole, you know, um, whatever with um, Vindman. Then you have Zelensky dealing with um, Biden and, and being traveling the world and kind of the hero. And I remember something, a news article about it, that he is an actor. I know that Ronald Reagan was an actor. I know we have a history of that. I know Donald Trump in some ways was an actor, businessman, uh, TV guy. But when you when you have a place where there's a lot of question marks, where billions of dollars goes and they don't know where it, where it's went, uh, what it's been used for, when you have this grand stage where the whole world buys into it, almost like they did COVID and vaccine mandates, and they're all orchestrating the how important it is to support Ukraine, he plays the role really well. What if he's a puppet, brother? I'm just thinking he's an actor. He's playing a, a bit, uh, you know. He's getting fabulously wealthy off of U.S. Uh, taxpayer money. Right. I don't think right. they've sent you $100 billion lately. No, I, I check the mail every day. I haven't seen it. <laughs> no. you know. I check the mail every day, too, <laughs> brother, but I'm not looking for the government to send so, me $100 billion. I don't even so, know if they use the mail, brother. They where probably does it, that, don't. See, that's the thing. Nobody knows where the money goes. No. And it's just like the FTX deal, right? It's just like that. It's just like huge amounts, fabulous amounts of cash. Where does it go? It goes back to the Democrats. It's it enriches them. Yes. And um, you know, I, we had better we'd better get this thing under control pretty quick here, so brother. 
two things on this before I go too far. Um, the first thing you mentioned, um, stopping the vaccine mandate in the military. That's a big deal. That was the Republicans in the House actually uh, holding up the bill saying, you know, we're agreeing to pay for this for the military, but this can't be in it. So I'm, I'm glad they had success, probably in the in looming site that the majority is going to be Republican in the House come January. Um, but the second thing is, Doug and our listeners, check out Rand Paul. Just on, I think it was Thursday, he did a floor speech in the Senate. He brought back Davy Crockett. Basically, the, apparently Davy Crockett um, served two terms as a congressman. I did not know that. But one of his speeches was on about how constitutionally we don't, the Congress and those representing us do not have the right to give our money to charity of any kind to any country. And they talked about the total amount of money that we're giving to Ukraine, to your point. He goes, so if you really care about Ukraine from a, from a budget standpoint, instead of borrowing the money uh, and making inflation even worse, won't you just take it from our military budget? And you know, but you won't want to do that. Or why don't you take it back and list it off about a dozen other pork barrel, stupid money we spend money on studies to, you know, uh, study the sex life of frogs or whatever. Right. And we go through it. It's, it's pretty hilarious brother, but he says, we don't have the right. So I'm voting. No, the, the but the sex it was, life of frogs or yes. the other thing. Yeah. Pretty um, it's, I, you should listen to it. It's a great <laughs> speech, but he, he's right. He goes, whenever Congress, this is, you know, back in the 1800s, whenever Congress takes upon themselves to give away somebody else's money, like in our case, the tax dollars, Right. There's no limit to how much money they can give and no much, no limit on the burden it puts on the, the public. And then he went on for our listeners as well and says the average increase yearly of inflation because of new money being put into the um, system, basically the Fed printing more dollar bills, devaluing everything else, is around 12 to 14 percent. This this year, brother, this year, 2022. 27% increase in the amount of money in the system. It means every dollar we have was reduced in value by about a third, you know, just that, that alone by the increase influx of new um, dollars. Man, aren't you just full of good news in this holiday season? I know, it? right? <laughs> but to your point, that's why this last election was important. That's why we're already into the 2024 election, brother. Dude, I bought a Christmas tree is 120 bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah. and and here in Washington, yeah, they happily gave me another twelve dollars sales tax too. So, uh, one hundred and thirty-two dollars for the Christmas tree, but he did walk over and set it next to my pickup. Well, okay, they didn't. So tie I only had to get a little bit of sap on me. So, a lot of sap in there. So, there um, go. you know, in addition to uh, this defense stuff, we mm -hmm. just passed the defense of gay marriage bill. Uh, that went through. Uh, of course, nobody called it that. They called it the Defense of Marriage Act. You know, so we don't say gay. And uh, but that was what they called. You know, why don't we, why don't we ever make why don't we ever make witty things like that? Oh, this DeSantis thing is the don't say gay bill. You know, we ought to say <clears throat> the Defense of Gay Marriage Act. You know, yeah. I mean, that just call it what it is, because now we've opened up. Now, Biden says he's going to fast track it and sign it if he can just figure out how to, you know, spell his name. <laughs> and he, you know, and then we're going to have all these lawsuits of people come around and say, you know, they denied me, you know, 
the singer wouldn't sing songs at my wedding because we're gay, you know, or whatever. And um, I'm telling you, brother, they, you know, they shove that through. But, you know, these Republicans in the Congress yes. that yes. said that we're able to get the ma- vaccine mandate off that, were they not able to throw a monkey wrench? We had 12, count them, you know, we had Judah and Simeon and <laughs> we had, you know, Manessa. Yep. <laughs> we had Ephraim, all these 12 Republicans in the Senate that jumped on board with this. So this thing got 62, I think actually 61 votes because somebody, I think and, a Democrat. Yeah, but this is exactly what you're talking about. The, the point is, is they proved that if they stuck together, they could stop a bill or modify, amend a bill to relieve this mandate on our military servicemen that are still there, servicemen and women. But when it came to uh, codifying basically same-sex marriage and making it basically illegal or prosecutable for anybody to speak against it, um, free speech, you know, um, those performing services, like you said, um, they went along with it because of the woke mom. Now, this goes back to what you and I have talked about a long time. We have a lot of friends of ours um, that are, hey, I'm a fiscal conservative, but I'm a social um, you know, moderate or whatever. You're like, what does that mean? Right. You know, because when you have that compromise, we're going to not fight over the social issues, the things about life and family and marriage, and we're going to focus on, on financial stuff. Then they're just as bad. This is what happens. Let me, let me give you some data. Sure. Okay. So I get a, I get a daily email from operation world. You probably heard of operation world. They, they give you a country to pray for. And, uh, on December 8th, I got uh, the country that they're praying for was this uh, country called the United States of America. Have you heard of them? Anyway, they have a population of 332,915,074. Okay. Uh, those are the people that did not do the ivermectin thing. Um, the largest religion is Christian, 77.6% percent evangelical 28.9 there is no other nation on the planet with those kind of percentages of population this is the big biggest thumb in the eye punch in the stomach we don't give a rip about you because you guys are a weak you guys won't do anything you won't punish us you won't do nothing about it. And so we'll just do whatever. And you got that. I mean, 77.6% Christian and they don't even care. Now, let me ask you this brother, where are the 77.6% Christians? They are weak. We have weak sheep because we have a weak leadership. We need a leadership that says, no, Churches are going to get drug into this. All uh, Christian schools. This is a, this is a five alarm fire disaster, ridiculous, you know, and now we got like Warnock Mm -hmm. is the, you know, the new Congressman from Georgia because Herschel Walker, you know, I mean, Herschel Walker is not brilliant. I get that. Okay. Was NFL guy or something. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But um, this is, you know, this isn't going away, right? It's not going to go away. And even if we get, like, so let's say we win the presidency, the Senate, the House, everything, it's another reason why we need a brand new Republican Party, brother. We mm-hmm. need a brand new Republican Party because even here in Washington, you know, I'm kind of connected with the party people, yes, right? You because are. of uh, being a candidate and all that, and former vice chair of the King County Party. You were the former chair of the Pierce County Party. What are they all saying? Is anybody saying anything about, man, we got to get our message. We got to get out there. We got to raise, you know, we got to do something about election fraud. No, we got to move more to the left. Mm. That's what they're saying. We got to move more. No, no. They move more over here. And, and so now you've got this little gun shop in federal way is being harassed and sued by Bob Ferguson um, because they sold clips that were bigger than 10 rounds, you know, and, I don't know about it, but you, but I think limiting the number of rounds that goes in your, you know, that clip is somehow abridging and an infringing and a bridging. Yeah. You shall not. Somebody's going to have yeah. to, yeah, somebody's going to have to take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Spend a lot of money and time, yeah, making a decision. On that note, the Defending Gay Marriage Act, and we'll call it what it is, like you said, uh, do you think that marriage, will yeah. be challenged um, in at the Supreme Court? As well, will that be a court decision um, after Congress well, the, passed see, the law? The Supreme Court already said, "Hey, you know, whatever, right? People can get married, but it's this idea of elevating it to like a federal law because there's some states that still don't play ball, so they're trying yeah. to again this top down forcing the states to do things. This is going to lead to a place we don't want to go." But we're going to go there, unfortunately, according to some of the, you know, prophetic words that I've heard. Right. And, you know, ultimately, we're going to end up in some kind of civil war. And that and, sucks. And to your point about the churches, now, I'm, all of us that are listening to this show um, probably aren't the issue or the problem. They're tuning in, getting engaged, listening to a couple of yahoos about uh, faith and about politics and so forth. But that said, it's that number, it's, it's a resonated number like Barna had even years ago, that out of that number, less than half are registered to vote, less than half of that actually cast a vote. So policies like this, these federal mandates from the top down, forcing and then then protecting and then allowing um, basically prosecutors like Bob Ferguson to go after businesses and Christians and churches for not applying or uh, doing uh, things against their their religious belief, if you will, um, you'll have the churches rise up. They'll say, this is not fair. Why are they picking on us? And, and of course, we'll be on their side saying, yeah, it's not fair, but we could have avoided this. The whole if point, we've, just, we've been reactive, oh, not proactive, man. Yeah. Well, uh, last weekend, we had a, a wonderful um, Eastside Republican Club banquet. My last big event is president of that club. A uh, very fun event. And uh, we had as a guest speaker, Ari Hoffman, who's also a radio host here in the Seattle area on uh, one of a competing station, but uh, still a great guy. And Marty, he, he really went on and on about we've got to play by the rules as they are. So in Washington state, ballot harvesting is not illegal. So therefore, we need to ballot, harvest. ballot harvest, right? You know, okay. these kind of things. And that and people are like, well, can't we just go, you know, he's like, can't we just go back to paper ballots and show ID and all this stuff? And like, 
you know, if you could get elected, you could do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You gotta <laughs> but be, you're you not, gotta win. but you're not going to get that. If we don't start figuring it out, how to, how to play the game, the rules that we play. So that was the thing about Trump back in 2016 mm. was he knew what the rule, the electoral college rules were and he played and he was able to beat the, you know, cause Hillary Clinton thought she had it because of the cheating, right? They had it, the system right. in place where they win no more Republican wins. And he was able to beat the system. And then of course that the system came back and, and beat him and stole the race from him. Same mm-hmm. rules, right? So the electoral college is the way you win the presidency. You got to get 270 to win. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they found, they identified, you know, we know we're going to get these we key we counties, here, key right? elections. Right. right? Yep. Boom. They needed like five. I think it was five of them had to swing and they got them all five. It's Pennsylvania, obviously Arizona, Maricopa County. There's like Michigan. So all these places were the anomalies where they stopped counting and so forth. Yes. So I'm, so my, my, I guess what I'm proposing or I'm asking you is, is, is Ari right? Is that, do you see that as being important that we've got to figure out how to do the rest home thing and the, the ethnic group thing and get out there and, okay, here's how you fill out your ballot. You fill it here and you just give it to us and we'll get it in there for you. I mean, that's what they do. I think in some way I'll, I'll qualify this and I'm not waffling on this at all. Many of our listeners, we're all you know, believers. We don't want to change who we are. We don't want to become like the enemy, right? From a, um, I'm going to tell the truth to do what's right. But there is a ground rules. If the rules allow it, right? My dad used to say, right? There's a difference between a boxing match in a ring with gloves on and a street fight. In a street fight, there are no rules. You bust you know? off an antenna and whoop the guy. Right. You know, so the, the idea here is- You don't do that is, in the boxing ring. The, the way the, the rules have been laid out by the the Democrats and of course Kim Wyman and the, and Sam Reed and those before them same, same mail-in ballots statewide paid for same day registration um, no no way to check on citizenship right um, no cleaning up of the voter rolls ballot harvesting's fine uh, these the, these pool houses where like hundreds or of, of, of ballots go to a clearinghouse if you will. All of those things have been challenged and they're still allowed. So to your point, if those rules are allowed, then yes, you know, uh, we get over the idea that it's cheating. Well, it seems like it's cheating, but until the system changes or the rules change, we have to understand this is a street fight. We have to outsmart and outplay, outwork the opponents. And so I think Ari is great without breaking the law, if that makes sense. And, and the other side of the coin is that okay obviously we don't the if you're evil you just break the rules you don't care yes right there's no account you don't feel like you're gonna stand before god and give an account you don't have that conscience like the conscience excusing them or whatever yeah. right and so definitely i'm not saying you know let's go uh register a bunch of people that aren't qualified to vote that's mm-hmm. you know but there are other things where we can say, get out, you know, Shama Swant had a recall election. She set up pop-up canopies mm-hmm. around Seattle and she had a computer laptop and a printer and she got people to come in and she would print their ballots and get them to vote so that she would not. And she literally got like 30,000 votes in like a day or two yep. doing that just out of the neighborhood. Yeah. So we do the same thing. Hey, vote here. 
Yeah. Put up a put up this a pop-up is what you in your, and in your little town and say vote here and we just do the same thing. Hey, what's your birthday? What's your name? Here's your ballot. Do you need some help filling that out? You can just leave it with us. We'll get it in there for you. I remember in 2016, brother, I went to a Slavic church in Federal Way. At that point in time, they really, they didn't have a Slavic vote. They didn't have a bunch of other things. And the pastor said that basically several thousand people there, there were American citizens that were uh, immigrated here legally. None of them like to vote. None of them were registered. Of course, they've done a much better job since then. But think about this. That's because of the language barrier and this and that. We get it. But let's say, though, that you were aware of that as a Republican Party. Let's say you had a thousand churches that had, you know, at least 100 people each, right? That's 100,000 people that you knew that they weren't registered and they haven't voted yet, that you went went and prepped them, did whatever. But you had those same-day voter registrations going there like the day before or two after election started or you I mean, right before it started it, with the system that we currently have, Marty, yeah. you could go into that pop-up thing. Yeah. You could say, are you registered? They'd say, no, we register them to vote. You could go onto the County website and get the ballot and print it right then. And you could take the vote and we could take, we could pick up those votes. That's what cases I'm saying. In cases of them. And so if we're we talking about walk them in, you know, and you don't put them in the, the other thing yeah. is you don't put them in the mail. I mean, tens of thousands of ballots did not make it to the election offices. They got hung up in post offices Yep. and no one's saying anything about that. Those people were disenfranchised. They thought they were voting. They thought mm-hmm. their vote counted, but it didn't. Yes. So imagine the Joe Kent race down the congressional race with a couple thousand votes difference. Imagine um, Jesse Young's race, right? Like 1,500 votes or whatever it is. Uh, If you had two churches that uh, planned, orchestrated this, that they would bring all their votes in on the same day, they aren't expecting it. It's strategic, to your point, if we had enough people that believe that, okay, now it's time to get engaged. Here's how we're going to strategically plan it so they can't rig the system. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, the day before the election is over, a thousand new votes come in for a, a set of races in a, in a, in a um, ledge district. That, over, that turns the race right there, seals it, turns it, and there's nothing they can do about it, right? Um, well, I'm hoping that uh, that we can really begin to to do this. I, I Glenn Morgan said the same thing in one of his recent uh, videos that he did. Uh, we at we the govern.com and he said the same thing we've got to play by their rules we've got to do what we need to do to harvest the ballots and get the votes he says all we got to do is win a couple of elections and you'll be amazed at how quickly the democrats will want to work on election integrity yep 100 percent. if we start winning a, a few in a row playing by their rules the rules will have to be changed because they don't like the, the odds as long as they continue to win the rules won't change that's 100 percent true yep. yeah so, um, speaking of rules and laws and all that stuff, uh, Elon Musk fired James Baker, who was a former general counsel for the FBI and somehow found himself working at Twitter. Uh, no nepotism there, no inside stuff there, but apparently this dude was curating the files that, that Elon was, re- that the Twitter was releasing and sort of scrubbing out all the ones that had anything to do with the FBI. I'm like, I, I don't know him, but I think I love Elon Musk. No, no kidding. I think that I'm really a fan at this point. So you think about this, James Baker, 
was part of the whole Russia gate, the whole uh, false I dossier. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> he, was, he, he, he was a big was, deal in the whole Russia collusion thing. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh and my so God. then when he was discharged See, by DOJ, they don't get in trouble for, for doing that. They they get rewarded. Yes. And then he was also the lawyer involved in censoring the the Hunter Biden story and calling it disinformation. You know, it all tied to it. So I'm thankful that uh, Elon Musk fired him, but this guy needs to be held accountable, brother. I'm telling you, him and many well, others. Uh, according to Jim Jordan, there's going to be a lot of investigations coming up here in a few weeks, just a few weeks until Nancy Pelosi. Now, I don't know why she doesn't just resign and go away because they're going to make her life a living hell. And that's mm-hmm. well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Obviously they talk about firing her. I can't imagine. Um, of course you never know, but uh, her ever coming back into leadership, but um, you're right. They should make her life a living hell while she's been there forever. Um, she should resign, but then uh, you always wonder what could be worse than Nancy Pelosi, right? Uh, who knows? We don't want to find out. <laughs> well, I, you know, in a lot of ways that's, you know, that's all, you know, when, when, when Joe Biden steps down and and he will not make it to the end of his presidency, you can, you know, that's one of those things I feel pretty confident about. We're going to find out how really bad it can get when, when uh, Kamala Harris, Kamala K, K Harris, whatever her name is, uh, is becomes the first woman president, the first mm-hmm. African American woman president and all that. And, and, um, but it's going to get, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, um, I just, you know, I just believe in God, man. I think that I, I believe that God is allowing this. You know, the fact that Elon Musk came in and, you know, the richest man in the world comes in and just buys Twitter, right? And that's just like, that's huge. And CNN's been sold and a, a conservative bought CNN. And uh, it's, you know, there's this kind of stuff is going to happen. And all this stuff's being revealed. And what are they, you know, they, they're dumping more Twitter files this week and it's just ugly, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. blacklisting and all this stuff this censoring banning um and and the and the Democrats are like yeah it's old news you know like yeah. everybody everybody knew that see we the knew White it House. but they but they lied yeah they said oh we were not doing it and everything else so um and then the bots right all the bots that like the stories that they want liking right so a story will trend you know whenever if you ever watch like the, the epic times or whatever on youtube they mm-hmm. always say smash 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 the like button right because it, if more people like it, it it brings the algorithm causes it to be delivered to be served up more and stuff like that well same thing with twitter if things are retweeted and all that so they got all these you know maybe millions of robots yes. and they say they say tell the robots to like that and also all the robots start like like liking retweeting and this thing trends up this and is so brilliant on yeah, yeah it's, Elon Musk, it's terrible reason, for advertisers because advertisers think they're buying all these impressions and they're not they're buying computer impressions yes. and co- last time i checked computers don't buy cars yes you, you know computers, use them as a tool. computers don't eat eat pizza hut you know as saying? you remember, the whole negotiation of buying Twitter, part of that was through discovery. Elon Musk made the claim that 80%, 80% of those were bots. You know, so the value of the company was less than he was paying clearly. But even so, once he's once he's gotten in there, you're right. Then the bots are controlled basically to 
or amplify certain viewpoints or certain posts and de-escalate other posts. So it's interesting. Once he took ownership, we talked about this before, for some reason, a lot of those um, lefty type people, their followers diminished like a hundred thousands, you know, left and, and the conservative ones gained about a hundred thousand. You're like, huh, I wonder why that is right. Because of the uh, suppression and the bots and so forth and the actual true and up thing. So to your right, they I would love to have, have a conversation. Those yeah? followers. Yeah. That's, that's the, the thing, right? You have, mm -hmm. you, you, you can, anybody can make any, you know, I could go on Twitter today and make 20, 30, 40, a hundred accounts if I want to, if I had the time and then, then, you know, whatever I could do that. And, and that's what they do. They make all these accounts and then they tell all those accounts to follow. And so all of a sudden you've added all these followers, right? It's right. fake. It's not real. That's why I think the whole social media thing is fake. It's, it's everybody's fake, right? We, we don't put up our worst day ever. We put up our best day ever. You know, we put up our successes. We don't put up mm -hmm. our failures, right? It's all fake. It's not real. And then that's makes people feel bad. They're like, well, my life's not as good as that person's life. So I'm gonna go kill myself or whatever. Right. It's causing all these problems with our teenagers and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's a, I am, I'm happy, but I think it's the, the revelation is necessary. It, it, it stinks, but you know, I think the thing they say is uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. We got to get this stuff out in the open. We got to get it, you know, where mm -hmm. people can look at it and see it and, and hopefully begin to, to realize you can't trust these guys, right? You cannot trust them. And, um, you know, I've been going through my election results Okay. And I, I find, you know, I, I did it to precinct level, right? I can just, you can go to the, SOS.wa.gov. You can download this stuff. Anybody can do it. And so I downloaded precinct level election results. And um, I think I might have actually downloaded it from King County because I, my race is in 100% King County. So, um, but you find all these things that are just like weird. Like there's a precinct where I got 28 votes and Adam got 228. And there's a precinct, you know, and I see the number 119 a lot. There's, you know, it, it might be me, it might be Adam, but there's like 119. And then that number, that number 28, I just talked about 28 and 228. There's yeah. like, that number 28 comes up in like a bunch of precincts. I was like, hmm. It's almost like somebody said, okay, this is how many you get. Right. And typed it in, right? right? Or whatever. And um, so I did request a few recounts, so I'll keep you posted. Okay. Uh, I did that. Uh, had to do it before, you know, COB Friday. Uh, cost me an amazing amount of money, $191.50. <laughs> so, well we, worth it. Why, to get people to like, why do you do that? It's like because we keep fighting no yes. matter what. If you believe the elections are flawed, then you know, five people, five electorates. If you could get five friends together, it's too late now, but in the future. If you get five voters together, they can request any recount that they want. And you don't have to do the whole thing. You can just do a few precincts. And if we started doing that, if we could get five friends and they get five friends and they get five friends, you could start just saying, well, we're going to count these precincts. You guys count those precincts. You can start really messing with things. And it just puts the fear of God in them, right? That yep. they're in there. We're under the looking under the hood. The votes better match up. Now, of course, that doesn't help dirty voter rolls. Nope. It doesn't help, you know, citizenship issues and those kind of things. So we fight those battles too. But we do that by 
you know, helping Glenn with the canvassing, right? Where he's going door to door. And as the voter here and he's, he's getting, you know, they do affidavits and get these people off the voter rolls. It's very, you know, it's the hard work of doing stuff. Then we have tambourine doing the lawsuits and the different things we have, you know, it's, it's kind of like all of the above, right? Mm -hmm. We do everything we can because we don't believe our elections are open, transparent, and free. There's something wrong with our election system. And, you know, I asked, I asked Scott Stevenson, Scott Stevenson's the guy that invented web crawler back in the day, okay. the very first search. Really? Wow. Okay. And he ran for Congress in the eighth in the primary. Mm -hmm. He spent a hundred grand of his own money, dude. He got 5% of the vote. I'm like, Scott, there's no way in the world that you're going to come to my company, spend a hundred grand and only get 5% of the vote. That is not real. That's not right. real. Now I'm not saying you won the primary, but I'm saying that amount of votes is not real. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, thank you, brother. And then I said, now, Scott, let me ask you something. Because I took screenshots of every daily count that came through the, the Secretary of State website. Okay. It was rock solid. 71 and a few, a couple of decimal points to 28 and a couple of decimal points. And it never, ever varied more than a tenth or a hundredth of, of a percentage point. I said, Scott. What is the chance of that? You're a computer guy. You're a he said, Doug, there is no chance of that at all. It would have to be. I'm not talking about that percentage changing from 71 to 28. I'm talking about the actual count of ballots for that day had that exact same percentage on it. And that's not statistically not, uh, yes. possible right unless it's programmed that way right so i want to say this too the member whenever we challenged a woke idea we're called racist we're called you know white privilege election whatever. deniers we're like, okay yeah that's called names and now it, it it's that's the big name that they want to throw at you your election denier what, what does that mean well you, you question that's, that's what we're supposed to do don't be frightened by the label they lay on you the reason that they keep doing it is because it's been working. Don't back down. We have the right to know and to expect that our elections are, are, are accurate and accountable. And we should be working towards both left, right, middle on making sure that they are uh, um, trustworthy. Right now, they're not. You know, I, I saw a post the other day. It was a comedian, but it was funny. He goes, look, I don't. He goes, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. And he goes, but I have a problem with people that don't believe in any conspiracies. He goes, you know, that's crazy. He goes, I understand that a lot of them out there are far-fetched. But he goes, you just think gov the government is literally batting a thousand? And I laughed about that, right? How do you put trust in it? And he said, look, the government's in charge of taking care of or overseeing or representing 330 million people, Right. He goes, I'm a father of one child and I lie to him all the time. So he goes, what do you think of the government? Right. And it, it was funny, but it's not <laughs> right. <laughs> I so believe that, in Santa Claus brother. There Sorry. we go. But we have to understand that it is not unpatriotic. It's not anti-democratic. It is our duty to question. It's our duty to look deeper when something smells if something smells, you got to figure out what's rotting. Well, there's something that smells. There's enough anomalies. Something, rot something rotten in Denmark. Exactly right. And That's so the old you don't have to go far tilt crazy to say, that ain't right. 
We have a right to look. And the more they protest, brother, the more they protest, the more you if have to start asking. everything's okay, why don't you just show us? Yeah. Let's just take a look. Let's just do this. Let's settle this thing once and for all, rather than you saying, oh, you're just a rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. right. That's, I think that's one of the strongest arguments. They used to say that. Well, if you're not hiding anything, why do you care? When they would talk about the surveillance and all the stuff, right? Yep. Well, if you're uh-huh. not hiding, if you're not doing anything wrong, you wouldn't care. And they would, you know, make people give up their privacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're saying, give up your privacy. If you're not hiding, they, there shouldn't be. Other than the fact that a secret ballot, but you know, these ballots, once that envelope is open and separated, there is no identifying way to take that ballot and say, Marty McLennan voted in such and such a way or whatever. Right. Or Doug Bassett, because it's so this whole idea of like, we can't, we can't, we know we can't show people that because of, you know, personal, there's no personal identifying. So, so they lie, lie, lie. And I can tell you, brother, some of my favorite, places are in i know we have a lot of listeners in northern idaho and i i just want to say i love liberty lake i love cordelline lake i love newman lake hauser lake but my favorite lake is now in arizona it's Cary lake brother <laughs> it's my favorite do you like Cary lake brother i do i like her from He's day one fighting this maricopa thing uh, and i'm gonna go down there to arizona here probably in another week or so Maybe I can get an interview with her. That'd be great. But what do you think? I mean, this is like they knew. For example, they knew that Republicans were going to vote on election day. They were going to vote. They were going to wait. They weren't going to mail it in. They were going to vote. And Maricopa County just suddenly had a problem with the voting machine. 20% of them wasn't working. Down. Printers didn't work. Go do this. Try to get, oh, go to another precinct and vote, which is not legal. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so the markers, I love Coeur d'Alene Lake, man. I, for years, I went and had picnics at Coeur d'Alene Lake, but my new favorite lake is Cary Lake, brother. Well, this, the whole nation watched this happen, this steal. You have the Secretary of State certifying her own election. You have the Democrat Party, uh, like you said, this all, like you said, they knew. I'm glad she's suing, but there should be more outrage. I think the RNC should be there. They should be backing Carrie Lake. She's a fighter. You know, our our friend, Jared Sessler, got a chance to meet her um, last year about this time um, as she was running. So what an honor that would be, right? Um, she's not done with politics, I'm sure, but this, there's still an opportunity she ain't done with here. this race, man. She's getting ready to, to spring the lawsuit. She'll have the money. Um, will she win? Yes. She'll win brother. Right. That's, on, Doug, that's brother. a Doug Bazler prediction. <laughs> I, I think this thing's coming down. I think the house of cards is about ready to fall. Right. I think they, they, they're arrogant and they're not. They're not scared enough. And, you know, people say, well, why are you counting just a few precincts like that? I just want to keep the pressure on. Yeah. I just want to like, let's just look around. It's my right to look. I'm looking. I'm going to go look. And and that's what we, as I say, get five people say, we want to recount this Spokane County auditor race, or we Mm want to recount Mm -hmm. this, you know, state legislative race or whatever. Why? Because we want to see if anything's, we want to make sure that what you said the vote was and what the vote was is what the vote is. Right. right? Just so we want to right. look. 
Now, you know, um, you can't keep on saying trust us without showing us something, right? So I, Doug- my new my new favorite guy over in Kitsap County, which is over in the Bremerton area, is a young fella who ran for sheriff. His name's Rick Coos. He's managed to raise the money. He's still working on it, but he's going to do a a county level all precincts in Kitsap County recount on his race. This is gutsy. And you know, he decided he called me up and he's like, now I want to do this recount. And the county, he says, they're really doing a lot of pushback. I said, you need to demand it. It's your right. And they need to do their job. I thought he was just going to do a few precincts. So I run into him at the East side thing. He's like, no, I'm doing the whole County. I'm like, dude, you are a stud. He goes, you know, I mean, it's, this is like a, you know, this isn't close. This is like a 38, you know, percent guy. Right. He just right. not, but right. he is so committed to inte- election integrity that he's going to do it anyway. Like just, okay. Just show us the ballots. Right. Yeah. And you right. know, you know, Kitsap's got a little hanky panky going on there, brother. Oh, I, like I do. lost a race by a hundred votes based on a Kitsap County's Kitsap County uh, literally counted a one precinct like five times. Um, the anomalies you're talking about precincts, uh, Glenn Morgan can talk about this as well. A precinct that never cast more than 50, five zero votes in the last 40 years cast 500 votes for my opponent in Kitsap County. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess over there, brother. Um, last couple minutes of the show, I have a question for you. This is a, your pastor Doug hat on. I put the pastor hat on. Um, we talked I never about take this. It off. This being exposed, I know you have the heart for children. I love to talk a whole nother show on that. Um, this being exposed, we both um, believe that it's coming down. We believe God's exposing it. You know, we know that his word said the pride comes before the fall, that, that you know, there's a lot of people that are prideful and taunting and, and putting their thumb in their nose of God. For the Christians out there that are um, waiting and don't know why God hasn't acted yet. What would you tell them? How would you ah. encourage them on Christmas time? Come on. Oh, God's acting all the time, bro. Amen. Brother. He's constantly acting. You know, I'll tell you, I was reading in Matthew and uh, just the other day, and I hit this thing where it said, the devil came and tempted Jesus. Jesus was fasting. And he said, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said something that was so profound that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, proceeds brother out of the mouth of God. And I thought, you know, I need to like, I just stopped and I got my Greek thing out on my phone and I'm like looking at this and this proceeding, it's like, it's literally like there's a river that's coming out of God's mouth all the time. And one of the things that I've heard it said, it's like, God's always broadcasting, but is your radio tuned in? Like sometimes it's, you know, the old dial radio used to get a little mm-hmm. fuzzy or whatever. It's tougher now, although you can still, if you're on the fringe area, right, it gets that fuzziness and stuff like that. So there's a river of words that are coming out of God that that are for today, for right now. And we've got to stop listening to this prophet, that prophet, and stuff like that. I mean, that's that gets could be confusing because they conflict with each other or they mm-hmm. apparently conflict. And even the Bible seems to contradict itself at, at times, right? And you need to have that that relationship with God that allows you to hear that river of language. It's flowing out. See, this time is the most amazing time. And I think I've mentioned this before, but in the Bible, you see the promises of God and the exact opposite happens 
first. Yep. You see uh-huh. David being anointed king and then Saul changes chases him for 13, 14 years. You see Joseph with these dreams of ruling and he ends up a slave, falsely accused of rape, in prison 13, 14 years. You see, um, you see Moses, he's like, you're going to go get my people. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And the next thing you know, they're making bricks without straw. And right. they're ticked. They're like, dude, it was better before you came in here and caused all these problems. And that's so, 100%. Yep. Look, that's a biblical thing. So we hold on to the promise of God. I was talking to my assistant today, and she said, well, we're going to the end times and all this stuff, and that's what we're facing. And I said, yeah, but I can't find anywhere in the Bible where he said the church is going to be got two years of potato chips and a bunker in the backyard. He said he's out coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. There's a victorious church, a multitude that can't be counted having the victory over the beast and his image and all that stuff. So we need to be that church and we're out of time. Go to DougAndMarty.com to uh, contact us, listen to past episodes. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Have a good night or a good day. 